0: the loving bdsm podcast episode 282 kayla lords here with the one the only the highly caffeinated but still kind of sleepy john brownstone yeah yeah same same mm.
1: Same. and about <laughs> to be even more caffeinated
0: and still yet sleepier i don't know how I, I don't yeah know. there's I'm,
1: Not sure how that works either, but
0: paradox in the space time continuum. It's all (laughs) all gone wibbly wobbly. (laughs) If you can't tell, we're back after just a week off, so not too bad. And we're going to try something kind of new. It is a Reddit reaction, which we have done in the past with BDSM questions Mm -hmm. on the internet. But this time we're going to take it to the, the non-kinky, the vanilla side of things. Mm-hmm. And there's a very mm-hmm. popular mm-hmm. subreddit on Reddit called Relationships, where some of the wildest stories come out of. I'm not saying what we're gonna do today are the wild stories, but we're gonna take vanilla relationship angst. Mm-hmm. And because we happen to be kinky people in a power exchange, everything we talk about is through that lens. Uh, and we're we're gonna give our take on it and see what happens. Uh, it might be boring as hell
1: we'll find
0: <laughs> out <laughs> uh if this is no how do i say these things <laughs> <laughs> out of practice are we welcome to the loving bdsm podcast that's what i'm supposed to say first if this is your first time listening glad to have you and uh, sadly yes it is like this every week uh if you're back for another week welcome back loving bdsm is produced every tuesday and friday for your kinky pleasure and education and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, so that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes big shout out and thank you to our kinky patrons over on patreon including our newest peeps we see you we love you we appreciate the ever-loving fuck out of you if you would like access to more content to more us to stuff you cannot get anywhere else like a discord server uh you can become one of our kinky patrons for as little as two dollars per month head to patreon.com slash lords that's patreon.com slash lords or use the link in the show notes Okay. So before we get into this week's topic though, I only have one little announcement for once. Just wait. The holidays are almost here and y'all will be so tired of my announcements, but for right now <laughs> one, and that is the, this Friday, September. Whew, I don't know what the day is. Uh, 17. 17? Okay. I looked at a calendar. Uh, we are doing our live stream hangout thing that we do on YouTube, nine thirty PM Eastern. Uh, we don't usually talk about BDSM. We don't, really take many questions. It is legit just be in the space together. Hmm. Every once in a while we might. Um, It's
1: like a virtual munch.
0: Yeah, we're, oh, I didn't ask if we would do chips and dip this time. We never discussed it. We'll have to have that conversation later. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we're, we're here and we do it late because that works on our schedule and then folks can come and go depending on your own Friday night plans. And we talk about movies and we talk about books and we talk about music and we talk about food and we talk about stuff and other stuff. stuff. And so, yeah. Um, So that is this uh, Friday at Podcast Listeners. The links will be in the places. Uh, Those of you here on YouTube with us watching the stream or the video later, uh, this is one of those times I recommend subscribing and maybe hitting the notification bell because maybe, maybe it'll work, but we know it doesn't always. Uh, So there's that, that's the only thing okay so this week's topic is an experiment if it doesn't work don't worry we'll never fucking do it again <laughs> <laughs> um but folks have really enjoyed at least they've told me they have uh where we do the bdsm reddit reactions and we look at people's questions and we give our takes on them and i had this random idea several several weeks ago There was like would we say anything interesting, unique, or even remotely helpful on non-kinky, AKA vanilla uh, relationship questions? And uh, there's a massive subreddit on, mm-hmm. on Reddit, a subreddit on Reddit, that just sounds weird, called relationships where sometimes some really like wild stuff comes out of it. I've read them on Twitter and I'm just like, what is happening blows here?
1: your mind, doesn't it?
0: It's terrifying for me and humanity. Um, I did not pick those because I couldn't find any, I looked, I just couldn't find any. But um, I did take a few questions that people have asked. One is not strictly vanilla. I think it's a poly situation, but they're not kink related. We're not talking about people who are saying that they're dom and sub and how are they navigating. And I'm curious, what would we say if we were to try to help non-kinksters through our perspective as kinksters? That's what Mm -hmm. this is. The one thing that I thought of, and I don't know if it'll happen because we haven't answered any of the questions yet, is that I do think (laughs) that what many people will find is that our take on things of what makes a healthy relationship, uh, it doesn't matter if you're kinky or not. I think a lot of the same principles apply regardless. We talk about Mm -hmm. these skills that we learn as kinksters being transferable. So I'm not sure, I guess I wanna like set expectations and manage everybody's expectations. I don't think the quote right answers or best answers are automatically kinky. What makes something we say kinky is because we ourselves are kinksters, not because there's something kinky that a person should do. So now Mm -hmm. that I've built it up and then torn it down and so (laughs) your uh, expectations are like underground, they're so low, let's get started. So, okay. okay, I actually was uh, uh, responsible and pulled up all of the links um, to have them ready. So I'm going to read them um, and we'll we'll go from there. I have seen these, you have not. So, mm-hmm. But I don't remember them because I don't have that kind of memory. Okay, so it is I, a 34-year-old female, am thinking of breaking up with my partner who is 38 a uh, 38-year-old man of five years because I can't meet his needs right now. So we've been together for five years. He was in school before and I had a work from home job. So I always had a lot of time. For the record, we don't live together. We live about 20 minutes apart. In the last six months, my life has gotten crazy busy. I have a long commute and long hours at a new job. Um, My mom also has some health needs right now and I've been going to help her once a week. That's a four hour round trip. I'm also dealing with a flare-up of a chronic health condition likely due to stress, and that alone makes me very tired. My partner on the other hand, no longer has a job and he job searches sporadically. He's been depressed off and on the whole time I've known him and he does go to therapy and take medication. I've always been very emotionally supportive and supportive in practical ways too, like bringing him dinner, picking up his prescriptions, etc. However, now I'm really busy and I don't have the headspace to deal with this. As it is, I only see him about twice a week and each time I have to go to him because he no longer has a car and public transportation in our area is awful and would take forever and he doesn't have a job so he isn't going to use money on Uber and he's too depressed slash unmotivated to deal with public transit anyway. So yes, I go to him, but all I can handle right now is twice a week. He can't stay with me because he has two big dogs that aren't allowed in my building and I don't usually stay with him because it'll just make a longer commute for me. Lately, he's been extra depressed, but I need to note that he's been this way many times throughout our relationship. I'll just get home exhausted and hungry and he'll text me, can you come over? I need some company. I probably shouldn't be alone tonight, which sounds awful, of course, and like an emergency, but he said this dozens of times through our relationship and now I just don't have the bandwidth. I'm tired and in pain and the very, very last thing I want to do is get in my car and drive for another 20 minutes to see him because he's depressed, again, still. And I realize this makes me sound selfish and like a horrible partner. So I'm thinking I should break up with him because right now, and I'm not sure how long it will go on. I don't have the energy, time or resources to devote to being a good partner. And I'm not able to meet his needs. And I feel terrible telling him I can't come over when he's having a mental health crisis. Does this sound like the right path to take or is there something else I'm not seeing? Uh, Yeah, I have thoughts, Mm -hmm. but I want your thoughts.
1: Well. A, a lot of different things going through my mind at the same time with this, mm-hmm. and yet after after you know going through and, going and through reading that laundry list. the 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 whole thing, um, it, it's like I can kind of relate to what she's going through, mm-hmm. um, because you know sometimes life sucks.
0: Yeah, and there's sometimes a lot going on, and
1: and there's a lot going on, mm-hmm. and. You know, we, we talk about this uh, in, in DS a lot. You know, you have to have time for self-care. you got
0: to take, you, yeah. take care of yourself on some level, yeah. you
1: got to take care of yourself on some level, or you're not going to be able to do for anybody else. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I can kind of relate to that on, on that aspect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yet... And, and I, I can't think of anything off the cuffs, but there there's, you know, got to be some kind of better solution maybe. I mean, you know, if, if every time life started throwing stuff at me, I'd be like, you know, oh, I, I can't do this. You know, I, I can't do that for you. We have to break up. You know, it's, it's kind of extreme to an extent. I mean, we have gone through things before where you know we've had to say you know we we need to kind of halt our ds you know there there's so much on the table you know let's halt this aspect and once things get on on firmer ground we can pick back up again Mm -hmm. you know and and maybe that would be something she could consider doing you know she doesn't say that she's talked to this person about everything that's going on, right? Right, right, right. You know, and 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 that's the next big thing—the communication factor.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, I have I have so many, so many thoughts. I, I don't want to use the word trigger incorrectly or um without sensitivity. Yeah. But I'm sorry, this describes my previous vanilla relationship before I discovered kink. Hmm. Um. And there's a point you give and give and give and give and give, and, give and you have and nothing, you, left, nothing to give. left to give. And the question that comes to my mind is and it's not discussed here, so we don't know. Yeah. What is her partner giving her? True. What is she receiving? Because when you constantly put out all that energy and put forth all that effort and you don't feel like you're receiving it back, you are, like you've said many times, you are pouring from an empty well. Mm -hmm. and there's nothing left to give. Right. And yes, I absolutely am curious, has she had a conversation? Because quite frankly, I would be more skeptical of a partner who, if that you were like, I'm feeling super depressed, I just need you here. I don't want to be alone. And the other person went, okay, look, I totally get that and I feel so sorry that you're in that position. However, mm-hmm. I'm having a flare up. I just drove four hours to be with my mom. Today was a long day at work and I I don't have it in me. I'm not coming. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: then the reaction you get from the person who asked for more emotional labor and time from you, tells you everything. So of course the first question is, has she said this is too difficult and I can only do two days a right. week? If so, what was his response or, yeah is it, she's not telling him what's really going on, or maybe not, not that not what's going on, but how deeply it's impacting her. Um, and so she's just trying to keep up what she's been doing. Like she, a lot of people get this into their head. Well, I've done this for these five years. I have to do this forever. And you and I both know that's not realistic. It,
1: right, that, yet, that's not always sustainable.
0: At the same time, and I, I know, not from a depression angle, but certainly from anxiety and other things I've gone through that when you're in those cycles and those spirals and you're on the down down part of that cycle, Mm -hmm. it is sometimes very difficult to think of other people's needs. What you're focused on is how bad you feel and what Mm -hmm. you need and what you don't have and and all of that stuff. That's not universal, but I know that's my experience. So while on one level, I can understand somebody being in a depressive episode, not asking the do you have time for this? Not asking, how are you doing? But at some point, where is the conversation that that partner is saying of, you seem to have a lot going on in your life. Is there anything I can do to help? Right. Or how can we navigate this? So to me, it's a failure of communication, it sounds like, mm-hmm. on both sides.
1: True. And and I think, you know, from, from reading her side i think what she's looking at you know and and you can you probably know this better than i do but i've heard you know the the terminology used of you know i only have so many spoons
0: yes yeah that's um that's something that disabled people use as a a Mm -hmm. way to explain
1: right and it i've said that
0: wrong but y'all know what i mean i hope
1: Mm -hmm. But it sounds like she's kind of reached her her limits of spoons and and she kind of, you know, needs something to give.
0: And I, quite frankly, the fact that out of everything she's described here, she's got two days to give to that person. That's not fucking bad at all. No, it's not. Especially since her partner is so dependent on her being mobile and being able to come to him. Right. And quite frankly, if. There's a conversation because there's no indication that it's, anything's been said. So let us, because we know how relationships are, kinky or vanilla. Let us assume there has not been. Um, That's the first step. Obviously, you have to talk about it. But then the reaction you get from the partner is what helps inform everything else because it's very likely that that partner, who won, I'm sorry, should have been like, "You have a lot of shit going on. Please only come over if you have the ability to or you mm-hmm. have time. You know, whatever. I get it." But okay they have the conversation that partner will hopefully be grateful for the two days a week that she can spare out of all of that going on right. and I don't like I don't like to put um expectations on people with any health problem mental or physical because those things can be debilitating you can want to go get a job you can want to change your life and in this case it's a, a mental health uh, crisis you're brain won't even let you, Um, but just the, I don't know, like I'm trying to be forgiving and understanding of said dude, and yet there's a part of me, because I recognize my my own previous vanilla relationship scenario in giving, 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 and it being taken without anything being apparently reciprocated, there's also a point where it's like, wait, but you're a grown-ass man, like at some point, do you not ask how are my needs burdening my partner?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's a failure on, on both sides. There's a failure of communication. Um, I think that it sounds like she's doing what a lot of people do. I certainly see this in power exchange but it happens in anything where I've given at this level for so long. And so now I feel bad that I have to give less instead of going, wait, I got a lot of fucking shit going on and I have to take care of myself in order to be here mm-hmm. for you later. I wonder, if the should we break up is less about I have a lot going on and can't be there for him the way he wants and has something to do, even on a subconscious level of I'm giving and giving and giving and receiving very fucking little in return.
1: You know, that that could be very true. That that is a, a really good thought because, um, you know, one of one of the things we talk about and, and I brought this up because I've seen this so many times, you know, S-types who say well you know i i do the good morning i, I send the pictures I, I i do this i do that i somebody's dreaming
0: uh, if y'all can hear that that's lola in the background dreaming and her and sleeping
1: having her doggy dreams um and, and you know and and then they say i i i do all this stuff but then i get you know no no thank yous no you know return messages nothing so you know it it is it's kind of like um you know you, you you're you're emptying that well but mm-hmm. there's nothing to refill it
0: mm-hmm. and i think that a um an unfortunate sort of assumption we put on ourselves as individuals is because I did something one way for this amount of time, I am mm-hmm. required to always do it that way. And if I don't, I'm a failure or I'm not participating in the relationship. And the fact of the matter is, is that things have to adjust based on your reality in a given moment. Like you mentioned at the top of this, we've you know had to put our DS on hold because what was going on in our lives Couldn't we couldn't sustain that and deal with what was going on in our lives? It didn't end the relationship. No, it just slowed things down. And quite frankly, in this situation, I would say, okay, if you've had the communication and if your partner gets it and Mm -hmm. is you know asking for what they need, which is commendable, but also understanding the fact that you can't give them what they need all the time, then that would be the solution of we might have to slow down a little bit. I might only have to be able to see you once a week. Um, almost like, per, even less than that, pretend this is a long distance relationship and go into that mode until things calm down or, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But as with all things, we only know a little bit and there's a lot of assumption going on, but it does sound to me like, as with many of these types of issues that come up in, Kink and non-kink uh, scenarios. It's a lack of communication. It's a lot yeah. of a lot of assumptions about what each person is going to do, and they're just not talking. And I guess we could stop the show there because that will probably be the answer for all of these. They're right? just not talking to one another. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I yeah. I also think that it <clears throat> it's okay to acknowledge that in relationships long-term, short-term, doesn't matter how serious you are, kink, vanilla, doesn't matter. Sometimes one partner gives more than the other one can. Mm-hmm. Ideally, that balance is out either over time or that one partner gives more physical energy while the other one gives more emotional and mental energy. Mm-hmm. And there's, um, it's never exactly 50-50 because it's just not, it's too easy. Yeah. But th- there's this back and forth give and take so that while it's my turn to give you more, I don't feel I don't see it as a burden, and I don't feel taken for granted because I know when the time comes, you will give more than I can give. Well,
1: you. see, there, there, there is something that I was just thinking about to bring up. You know, there's the other thing too. You know, no relationship ever runs level. You know, no, it, yeah. it's it's not a static thing. We we have found in our own lives, no matter what is going on it's a fluid thing it shifts and and changes Mm -hmm. and you you know you have to be open and willing to go with that Mm -hmm. flow depending on what what things going you know what's going on in either person's life at the time Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. and it's all part of growth
0: yeah absolutely And I I think people get stuck in dependence on each other or forgetting that there are things they can do to help their partner when there are other things they can't. Like in this person's case, he's depressed. I'm Mm -hmm. sure that's a struggle. I'm sure applying for jobs is hard. I'm sure getting out of bed is hard. I'm sure there are times he's like, holy crap, I need somebody. My other thing on that is, and and this is very heteronormative to say because it's typical, it's unfortunately too common, Where are his friends that he can lean on? Why is the only person, or it seems from this reading that he's like, please come be with me, I can't be alone, is his partner. I understand why that's your first choice when Mm -hmm. you're in a committed relationship, but in an ideal situation, not everybody can be in an ideal situation. You have more than just one person that you have to lean on for um, either physical support or um, emotional, mental support. And my question is, do you do you have supportive friends and family you could you could talk to that you could you know say, hey, can you come over? I just I would love to just hang out with somebody. That's not true for everybody, and I recognize that. But is that even an option? Because it's not talked about as an option, mm-hmm. but it could be. I mean why in a relationship where they're not living together, they're not married to one another, they're not committed in the in that sense where they are together almost every day anyway, why does it feel like she is the sole person he can lean mm-hmm. on? If he has other options, can those be exercised? If he doesn't, okay, get it. But what if he does? Why Why does she have to be the one to give all of that labor and time and energy when she, what she needs is somebody that she can go to and be like, I am fucking exhausted. Can I just lean on you for a minute? Yeah. You know, so I could go on and on about this one all day, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, so we're gonna, and I will link to all of these in the um, show notes page and in the description box on YouTube. I forgot to do that uh, for live stream watchers. Um, if you want to go look and read and add your, um, um, Aw, oh, one that I pulled up uh, was deleted. So I can r- tell you what it was about though. They deleted it, the mm-hmm. person who deleted it. I think they got a lot of hate for it, <laughs> but I remember it because I got pissed. So this one is, I, a 38 year old man, am struggling to be attracted to my wife, who is 32 uh, and female, at her current weight. So in the post, mm. I won't be able to link to it because they that person deleted it, but oh, I fucking remember. So he was talking about how they had both, they have both gained weight, but over okay. the past several months, he started losing weight in his words. He like he started eating right and exercising and he lost weight and he's feeling fit and trim and feeling good in his body. His wife has struggled with weight loss, also struggled with her appearance and is, doesn't want to diet or purposely try to lose weight because the, the standards she's measuring herself up against are, are, societal beauty standards, which are just part of beauty culture, and it's kind of toxic. And so she's like, if I lose weight, fine, but I'm not actively trying. Um, I'm trying to work through how I actually feel about this stuff. He decides, oh, well, she's overweight and I'm not anymore. I'm no longer physically attracted to her, which that's valid. You can, it's hard for him to want to have sex with her, is kind of what he said. But then he told her that, that was happening for him. And in his words, I remember this. He was like, I was, I was a little too blunt and I might've come across as a little bit rude. And I feel bad about that, but I did mean it that I'm not really physically attracted to her anymore. And it's really hard to have sex with her. And it would be easier to have sex with her and want to have sex with her if she would just do the work and lose some weight. Wow. I'm sorry. I hope, I hope he has deleted this post because she found herself a good fucking divorce attorney. Here's the thing. <laughs> You can be attracted to who you want, who you don't want. Who how your body and mind respond to physical attraction is there's a lot there, but in general, like that's a little bit like not always a conscious decision. You are attract physically attracted to who you're physically attracted to. However, what what is it you think of your wife that you just blurted it the fuck out right. without even thinking about how you would say it and how she might feel? And again, I'm going off of memory, but I remember because it pissed me off and basically demanding that if she would like to ha- have have you have sex with her again, she should lose some fucking weight. I hope she got a good divorce attorney is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, that's that's harsh. Um, I mean, I would hope, you know, that. <sighs> oh, how do I? Hmm it no it, it makes me upset because i mean and i know not everybody is this way but to me it's more of what the person is like inside sure you know yeah. who the person is their 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 moral compass their their empathy their you know things like that that
0: and i is, wonder if he had, cause he has just lost weight. It's been in the past couple of months. He's mm-hmm. feeling himself in a way probably, I mean, I think about the last time, not this past time, but the time before when you lost a ton of weight, you were like, I mean, it was a little bit of a strut and peacock thing going and more True. power to you. I think you're allowed to do that. If you are happy with the way your body has shifted and changed. But there's, it's almost, I almost want to compare it to new relationship energy. The early days of being like, holy shit, I reached this goal. Holy shit, I can wear these mm-hmm, clothes again. Mm-hmm. That feeling is a little bit different than six months out when it becomes normal again, or when you have the struggle of maintaining it, right? So this is was new for him. What if he had just like given it time to sink in and just like, what if he had just shown through example that he was happier, healthier. He was able to do things he couldn't do before. And if, and that's a big if, if she needed to lose weight, which that's up for her to decide, not anybody fucking else. She might've been inspired by it, by seeing what he was doing in a, and, you know, changes in his life and who the fuck knows. And then she would've decided for her fucking self for her own fucking reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, but also he might've just gotten past that early elation of having reached this goal and and gotten back into a groove of my wife is a great human being uh, with a beautiful soul and hell yeah, I wanna fuck her. And maybe he -hmm. was going through something that was like affecting his arousal and desire and all kinds of things but blaming it on the fact that she was overweight and he wasn't, and he might've, one, I hope she got a good fucking divorce attorney, but two, <laughs> right? what what the fuck, what if he had just gotten over it because things would have normalized and level off and he would have, I mean, because mm-hmm. here's the thing, the thing you think one day is not one, always the truth, okay, we can't, what's that phrase, don't believe all the things you think? Yeah, two, sometimes you don't have to say shit. Like you get to think whatever the fuck you want. It gets to live in your mind.
1: Yes. Think whatever. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Not every thought needs to be spoken aloud. And if it is potentially no. going to harm a person you claim to love, I feel like you should give extra time and thought to whether it's really necessary to say. Yeah. Cause what the fuck was it supposed to do? Was she supposed to go, hark, I never thought of it that way. My desirability in your eyes is the only thing that matters. And I will go forth now. And, and what mm-hmm. weight loss, if done healthfully and sustainably takes for fucking ever sometimes. Like what the fuck? He pisses me off. I hope she got a good divorce attorney. What do you think? Cause I've uh, ranted. Sorry. Yeah. You
1: know, and, and there again too, it's, it's the, the thing of,
0: you know, like even
1: in our relationship, it came down to the fact that, you know, early on, once we started developing our relationship, I told you, I, w- I will support you. Yeah. And, and, you know, in, in whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've done. Mm-hmm. You know, and if, if she does not want to lose weight or can't lose weight or whatever the, the, whatever. the thing is, it shouldn't matter.
0: No, because I mean, did is it that you fell for her body and that's why you married her and created a life? Or maybe did you fall for the person underneath? And right. yeah, because weight's gonna fluctuate. Like I'd like to to talk to this person in a year on the off chance, because it's super common, of not being able to maintain that loss mm-hmm. and fitness level. Like something not even like through the snarky, fat, shamey crap that people do of, oh, they just didn't want it bad enough. Like, fuck that bullshit. But like, what if life happens to him? What if his doctor puts him on a medication and the side effect is fucking weight gain? Should his wife be like, oh, sucks to suck. Guess I'm not attracted to you anymore. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. why I, Like sexual attraction and arousal is a legit thing and it changes and it flows and it fluctuates. And I'm not negating somebody looking at another Person and going, I'm not as aroused by them as I once was. But those, that, you, you can keep that shit to yourself because what is it gonna do for the other person? I think that's the thing. When we start thinking about hard conversations we think we need to have with a partner, there's a lot of stuff to go through there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Part of the thought process should be, what is this information gonna do for this person? Is it going to help them? Is it going to hurt them? is it something that is about my personal boundaries or is it not? In this case, he could have just not fucking had sex with her. He could have had a conversation about desire that had nothing to do with her body. What if, what if his desire is low and it has nothing to do with her? And it's libido is not the great word, but that's the word we got. Mm-hmm. What if his libido is just fucking low and he's just blamed it? Like, yeah, there because Sometimes you have to say things that will hurt the feelings of another person and, and that'll just happen, I get that. But in a relationship that's that you're either trying to develop or you've developed and you think you'd like to maintain, I think we can take a little bit more care with what the fuck we say to each other. And we can be, if we have to say something hurtful, that we hope we can use that information to correct what we perceive as a problem in our relationship that we say it with fucking kindness and empathy. Yes. Yes. Like sometimes you've got to say the hard shit. Okay. And I think that's something that,
1: that, and I think that's something that bothers me a little bit about this because I mean, while I couldn't read the original thing from what you're saying, it, it sounds like there is a huge, huge lack of empathy and understanding on his part. It, it, you know, I'm sorry, but from what he's saying, it's like, well, it's all about me.
0: And what I want.
1: And, yeah. you know. And, and I can even
0: hear the unspoken, well, I did it. I lost this weight. It shouldn't yeah. be that hard for her. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I hope she leaves you. I hope she never loses the weight. I hope she learns to love her fucking body and that she comes across people in her life who fucking love her no matter what the fuck she looks like because I bet she's got a beautiful fucking soul. Although, I would like to take her to the side and go, girl, what are you doing with this one? I just... (laughs) What are you doing with this one? Uh, I am cynical enough to believe that if this is a thing that he said without care and thought, even while in the post, like I said, the original post has been deleted, but it pissed me off I remember this one. He was like, I understand that, you know, beauty standards are, are unfair, especially to women. And I get it, I get it, but do you? So my thought is, what other douchey behavior have you exhibited over the years that got, mm-hmm, that got ignored, mm-hmm. that got explained away, that maybe it wasn't that bad, but once you start putting all the things together in context and hindsight, you go, mm, oh, you've been exhibiting this for a while, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you know, it, it's like something we talked about early on. I always told you, you can tell me anything. As long as you do it with respect and, and, and compassion.
0: And quite frankly, you know, if you keep that in your mind when you're talking to people that matter to you, supposedly, mm-hmm. this guy, I have questions. Does she matter to him? But it won't, you can have hard conversations. It goes back yeah. to the empathy and, and respect, and respecting the other person's personhood and who they are as separate from you. Like they are their own individual. I don't care how long you've been fucking married. I don't care how long you've been together. I don't care how long you know one mm-hmm. another. I don't care how DS or, or not. I don't care how entwined you are with one another. They are their own separate person with their own separate stuff. And we right. have to be able to respect that. And if we can't, what the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. But especially in a long-term relationship, what the hell? I've got to get yeah. off this one. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get off this one. I'm very annoyed. Okay,
1: All right. All right.
0: okay this is the one that was, Definitely not pure vanilla. Cause it's a, sounds like a poly situation, but mm-hmm. there was no kink element in it. So it's a short one. It says, I, a 20 year old w- female want to break up with my girlfriend who's 22, but I found out she just broke up with her boyfriend who's also 22. What am I expected to do? For added <laughs> context, we've been dating for about a year, but her relationship with her boyfriend is relatively new, only a few months. I'm unhappy in this relationship because I keep feeling like I'm not getting the attention and care that I need. And we haven't been able to work that out for a while, but now that she's going through a breakup on her own, I don't want to pile on and make her feel even worse. What am I supposed to be doing? This is the too long, didn't read is, I don't want to make her feel worse, but I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Um, Oof.
0: Ah, it's tough. I know, I don't think there's a, a straight black and white answer
1: you know and and initially what came to my mind in this um you know it's it's tough mm-hmm. it's going to be tough but i think she needs to just do it i think you, you know, yeah because it you know i i understand and it's good that she doesn't want to That's a good you know, sign, yeah. Add, add to this person's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but if if her needs are not being met and they ha- from what it sounds like, they've tried to kind of work it out. Yeah, kinda
0: and, I've read between the lines of okay, yeah. I've said this is not working, but nothing's changed. Right. Nothing's, yeah.
1: And 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 nothing's changed and you know, if if it if she stays mm-hmm. because she doesn't want to add hurt on top of hurt right that could be a recipe for some worse you know uh, yeah it's there could be the possibility of resentment being built and
0: i think if she stays in a relationship she doesn't want to be in mm-hmm. to be quote nice so not to double up the partner's heartbreak yeah That's a very kind motivation to have. Sure. The thing I would say to look at is, but what is it going to do to you? Because while it is amazing that you're a type of person who doesn't want to hurt somebody else, Mm -hmm. even if you are not interested in being with them anymore, you cared about them at one point, you still care about them as a human being, you don't want to cause extra added pain. But at the same time, what does this do to you? Why is it that you can protect everybody else from pain, but not yourself? Why is it that you can hold space for them, but not yourself? So um, I think it goes back to what the last question, situation scenario did not have, which is having a hard conversation with empathy, Mm -hmm. with respect, with kindness, and laying it out of these are the things that have been lacking in our relationship. These are the conversations we had and nothing changed and i don't want to be in this relationship anymore because it's it's making me feel worse it's it's hindering me in some way you might even leave that part out but to just lay it out there um if if there was an inkling of maybe i would be willing to try again then, if they're not already there and being violated, mm-hmm. hopefully not. Then that's the time to impose really strict boundaries. Of in order for this relationship to work for me and it, for it to fulfill the needs I have, these are the things I need from you, and can you give those things to me? Um, do I think that the breakup should happen on the same day? Like boyfriend dumped her, let's say, or she dumped boyfriend, mm-hmm. and then ten minutes after you find out, you call and go, "By the way, I'm dumping you too." No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I feel like timing is everything, Yes. yes. but I think that, you know, there will be a point where she will calm down a little bit. It will be a little less raw and difficult and you can have that conversation. Um, While there are people who clearly live in denial and become oblivious to things around them, I think many of us sense these things and I believe that because we tend to get scared and try and hold on um, even harder to something yeah. that we think we're about to lose, which does not help if you're the one trying to get your ass out of it. And so I would, you know, it might not even come as that big of a shock to her, but I think, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't do it on the same day that one broke up, breakup occurred to so then break up with them against so their yeah. the double whammy. I would not ever recommend that, but I wouldn't just wait. I mean, wait until what? Like, what are you waiting until she's happy again and finds a new partner? And then you break up with her? Well, that. what if that's months? What if that's years? Right. And again, why would you put yourself through that? You are unhappy in a relationship and you deserve to not be with a partner you don't want to be with and to find a relationship that works for you. I think it goes back to have the conversation with empathy and kindness and respect. And this person is gonna have to figure it out and work through their own feelings themselves. Now, if you are connected in a friend group, make sure they have a support system if you can. Mm-hmm. Not build it for them, that's their responsibility. But like, after it happens, when you know it's rough for them, maybe reach out to a mutual friend and go, hey, this just happened. Can you check on them? Can you make sure they're okay? Remind them of friends that they have that maybe they can lean on right. and and talk to. Um, many of us tell a best friend before we break up with somebody if that best friend is one trustworthy and reliable mm-hmm. and two knows the person or the friend group and can be that mediator medi- there's a word the person in the middle to help like make sure that person has support great but ultimately we are responsible for our own feelings and reactions and it sucks that she might go through a double breakup two breakups very close together
1: mm-hmm.
0: but that's also not your responsibility either Yeah. And that's tough when we care about a person. We don't want Mm -hmm. them to hurt. We don't want to be the cause of their pain. But if we're unhappy in a situation, we also don't have to, you know, break ourselves on the rocks of our own misery to keep somebody else Mm -hmm. from feeling pain. That they will, they can hopefully get through and work through and come out on the other side a different person. Yeah. So. (sighs)
1: <sighs> okay. Do you have anything okay. else you
0: want to say about that one? I, I think okay. that's,
1: that's good.
0: Oh, oh, I re- this one got deleted too. What the wow. hell? But I remember this one too, because I felt really sad for this girl. Um. I don't know. I can't remember all the genders and ages of everybody involved. So it's basically my boyfriend is a genius and I feel inadequate. And in the post, they said that their partner is like, I don't know if they're, yeah, they're young enough that they're still in college, but they're like super smart and they study all of these like uh, intellectual kind of topics and they talk about that stuff all the time. And the this person is like, I can't even begin to relate mm-hmm. to this stuff. I have nothing to add. And when we're in those topics of conversation, I feel like I'm boring or like I'm saying basic stuff like that would not be of any interest to this person cause they know all the details and they know all the particulars. And so I feel inadequate and I feel less than, and I think I should just leave this relationship because what could I possibly add? Because they're super smart and I don't think I am super smart. And so they're gonna talk about all these smart people things that I can't add to that conversation. And I do remember they were young, at least one of the people involved is 20 and, I, and so I, um if you yourself are 20, no, I'm not your mother, but to me, I could be your mother and that's how I think of you. You were like mm-hmm. my child, okay?
1: <laughs> so my
0: my immediate reaction was, oh, you poor thing. I used to give you a hug and also explain how these things work because I feel like that's, there's a little bit of an age thing there, a little bit. Yeah. But partner's genius and says all these genius things and I am not and I feel inadequate. What do you think about that? Um
1: oof i i i kind of think it's um a little bit of a non-issue mm-hmm. so to speak because it's like i know when you start especially you know you, when, if you start talking about real estate
0: <laughs> which i don't do a lot you, of. you don't no, do
1: either. a lot of anymore no no but it's not
0: a common topic right
1: my my, my eyes glaze the fuck over. Gla- glaze over and my jaw drops and, you know, the tongue rolls out and it's like...
0: Likewise, when you start talking about computer networking, I'm like... Exactly. Oh, Jesus Christ. I-
1: exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's kind of like well, Okay, you've got your thing, I've got my thing.
0: And we all have things that we are... I want to be careful with the word intelligent or smart because, whoa, that's way more subjective than we realize it is. We all have things we know about that another person yeah. will not know about. Mm-hmm. This person, this situation knows about things that are considered academic or highly technical, that's the part I don't mm-hmm. remember now that that post got deleted. But there's some level of that 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 feels out of the other person's realm of experience, knowledge, and ability to learn or even just desire to learn. People know shit you don't know. Right. That does not make you stupid. You know shit other people don't know. It might not be topics that they care that much about, mm-hmm. but that's okay, they don't have to. In a in a healthy relationship, I might my eyes might glaze over when you talk about tools. Okay, we've seen it happen. If you yes. watched a video, you know. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean that one. I want you to stop talking about them. Mm-hmm. I'm actually proud and and happy for you that you have an interest and you have a knowledge and you strive to learn more and you want to share your knowledge. Mm-hmm. I also because I recognize what. I know and can do and bring to a relationship and and offer. I don't feel um, less than because of that, because that one source of knowledge you have that I don't have, isn't what makes this relationship a relationship. Right. I mean, it's not a constant pop quiz of who knows what, but I think that thinking about how young that person is and, and that I know that sometimes if you, if the, if the school system has failed you and has told you that only smart people, air quotes are in that word, know certain things mm. and anybody who doesn't know those things just isn't smart or maybe you didn't get good grades in school or maybe you have a learning disability or you know, who knows, something right. has gotten into your head that to be quote smart, you need to know certain topics or be able to explain things a certain way or to you know express yourself a certain way. And if you can't do that, then you think you are not smart. And I hope, I hope that for many people, this isn't always true, but hopefully it's true for enough, that the longer you live this life and the more experience you gain just living and the more people you meet, especially the people you've come across that build you up and don't bring you Mm -hmm. down, that you start to learn the things society is not trying to teach you, that we all have something to offer. And we all know things or understand things in a way that, you know, uh, society might deem smart or intelligent. Like yeah. it's, I say, this is somebody who was the quote, put air quotes on this, the gifted kid. Uh, not my favorite word, but there we go. Gifted kid who got straight A's, who excelled at school without a lot of trying. One, none of that's done me any fucking good as an adult. The things I succeed at now, I work really fucking hard for. <laughs> Two, once you get out of that academic space, and and I, I I think if you continue to teach in academic spaces, you don't get out of it as much. But like you go out, those of us who are like just working a job at like the retail department store, the Walmart, the, the whatever, or we're building their own careers, nobody's asking you what grades you got. Nobody's asking Mm-mm. you how, quote, smart you are. They're basing those decisions, rightly or wrongly, fairly or unfairly, on a lot of things, and none of it's the stuff that academic academia tries to tell us from kindergarten through however high up you go, right? Like what makes somebody quote smart is often their willingness to learn in the way that suits them best, Mm -hmm. the interest they show things that interest them. Like you go down the path of that's interesting to me, I wanna know how to do that or I wanna understand that or have a thought or opinion about that and I investigate it. And that's just one kind of intelligence. There's emotional intelligence, there's physical, there's like, are there are eight. Somebody out there remembers this from like your psychology classes. There's multiple different types of intelligence. But when we're young, especially this person 20, mm-hmm. most of our life is intelligence is the grade you make on a test. It is the subject you study in school and how well you can regurgitate those facts. That's what mm-hmm. makes you intelligent. And that's not what makes you intelligent. Knowing how to... Um, navigate people's emotions and talk to them with empathy and kindness, and say how say a hard thing, and then like not feel like shit when you're done. Right. That's a form of fucking intelligence, and as we've seen from previous uh, questions this episode, not everybody fucking has it. Right. Mm-hmm. The ability to sense like things going on around you that you aren't concrete, like people who pick up vibes and people who are intuitive and people who, you know, the way they would describe themselves as empathic. There are a lot of reasons that happens and therapist Instagram has told me not all of those things are good, but that is a form of intelligence. It's a form of understanding the world around you. Mm-hmm. So my, quest, my question to a person like this is what, think about what you're bringing to the relationship. And what does the other person say? So you feel inadequate. Is it because they're making you feel inadequate? Are they being the douche who's making you feel stupid? Mm. That's a sign you need to kick them to the curb. But if this is all you and internalized, what would they say if they knew? Like would they, would this be the type of partner who's like, but wait, you know this and you do that and you're amazing at this and, or, oh, shit, I didn't realize this. you were feeling this way. How about we talk about something else? We don't have to talk about yeah. just my interests. Like, there's a lot, and there's there was not a lot of information in the now deleted post. So mm-hmm. no idea. It did not, my memory, if memory serves, they did not talk about it with their partner. They didn't talk about how their partner behaved outside of, they talk about smart things, and I feel inadequate. Like, mm-hmm. is this a snobby, stuck-up person who thinks too highly of themselves? I mean, maybe. Or is it that you let, you don't stop them or give an indication that you don't want to hear them talk about these really smart things. So they think you're super interested and they just won't shut up about it. I would want to take that person aside and go, hey, have you thought to ask your partner questions yeah. and get them talking about their
1: <laughs> I mean, there, there's also a, a um, maturity level, so to speak, mm-hmm. in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's like, you know, like you said, when I start talking about tools and about woodworking, you know, you you kind of glaze over, and and I know I can only go so far in a conversation <laughs> with you on that, all right? But, you know, we our relationship is such that, you know, if I so choose, I can go to the woodworking club, yep. one month a week, and one and, month a week, one week or, month? or one one week one day a month. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we
0: took one week off. Words yeah. are hard. What the fuck?
1: right time? What is time? But you know, once a month, I can go to the woodworking club, and I can hang out with all my woodworking nerds, mm-hmm. and and talk shop and revel in it, mm-hmm. and and have a great time, and come home, mm-hmm. you know, and say, oh man, I, I had a great time. I picked up lots of useful information, good stuff, you know, and and I taught so and so about this, and we did this, and. You know, had a grand old time. And what's and, funny? You know, I didn't have, I didn't drag you along because I know that's not your thing. Don't
0: want to go, not gonna go, and I'm confident enough at my at my point in life now. I'll tell you, I don't want to fucking go. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Don't out. Yeah.
1: But it, it's it's no different than, you know. You going to a, a um, uh, stitching Oh, God, I spent a whole convention.
0: weekend at a cross-stitch convention. Yeah. Right? You, know, <laughs> you would not have wanted uh, to go to that.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I love you. I think what you do is is totally amazing when it comes to mm-hmm. your, your cross-stitching. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I love you so much. But
0: No, and I wouldn't ask you to. Yeah. Because I know so, you don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Part of that is what goes back to when I think of this particular scenario is has it been mentioned to this partner that, that there are other things to talk about or have they just kind of sucked up all the oxygen in the room and are oblivious to the fact that they're not giving mm-hmm. their partner a chance to speak or is their partner so, I don't know if intimidated is the right word, but feeling so inadequate that they don't even bring up the, their own topics of interest to have their part in the conversation because conversation is a give and take. I say this as somebody who, as we all know, talks a lot that it sometimes you have to be told in not always nice terms to shut the fuck up and let the other person talk like it's a skill that you have to develop like anything else and when you are a naturally exuberant person who wants to share the things you're passionate about you can forget that
1: mm-hmm. you gotta
0: let other people do it and again that's something you tend to have to learn and sometimes it's because somebody said something that may hurt your feelings but you learned a lesson yeah. um, and, so there's and you, part of that too yeah.
1: and you know on, on the same note you know as, as has been pointed out in, in today's chat you know you are a very passionate person and you Nobody are. Nobody noticed. Nobody y- noticed. You are. Uh, it, I've kept it very there, simple. There, there was a comment even made that your passion could fill an ocean.
0: I feel more alive when I get pissed off like that. And,
1: and, I, and I agree with that. But that is also why there are times when this lovely passionate person that I live with and work with gets overly exuberant.
0: Mm-hmm. I have to be which, down. Which, which
1: is why I even have a very specific safe word. I have a safe word.
0: When I, yeah, I'm just talking too much. That
1: when she gets going too much, and she can get going it can too much. can be
0: overwhelming. Much, I recognize
1: it. You know, I, I can use this word, and she's like, oh, I've, I've gone a little too far. Oops.
0: Now, do my feelings still get hurt? Do I feel like I have, uh, like, there's more I want to say and I can't and it bothers me? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's my issue to deal with. (laughs) It's a clearly stated boundary. I agreed to it and I also, when, when I'm past that point of my feelings being hurt, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't think I came up for air in that <laughs> 10 minute uh, rant. Uh, yes, I do rant when the cameras and, and microphones are not on. The thing yeah. is though, when you go off and do your woodworking thing and talk, like you're gonna go buy wood from the sawmill this week and you're gonna yeah. go without me so that if you wanna talk for two fucking hours about wood, mm. have at it, I don't care. Just like when I went off to a cross-stitch convention or if I go do a this or that, which I don't. Have fun, we have fun, knock that. yourself out. I'm happy for you that you are doing something you love mm-hmm. and I'm happy for you when you come home and you're excited about it. And because you went off and did all of the technical aspects of that, I actually have a little bit more bandwidth to go, tell me a little bit about yeah. it, you know, cause I'm gonna get the highlights. I'm gonna get the stuff that stuck with you the most. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna hear about the technical aspect. I'm gonna hear about other parts of it. Right. And I think that's a sign and again, no universals here, but I think that's a sign in a relatively healthy, relatively stable relationship where what the other person knows and doesn't know can be completely like out of line with one another. And it's okay because we let each other go have that time to nerd the fuck out and then we come back together and what we enjoy about each other, and what we're happy about is that you got the opportunity to nerd out sometimes without me. That's really what I'm enjoying, that I didn't have
1: <laughs> Um,
0: Because there's more to our relationship than the knowledge we have on specific topics. The things that make people compatible, most of the time have nothing to do with your knowledge base of any topic you can think of, right? Like how you express your knowledge, that can be a point of compatibility. Mm -hmm. Um, How you like to spend your time and can figure and navigate that if the other person does not like to spend their time that way, that's a point of compatibility. But it's how you navigate the differences you have that make for a better relationship. Not that you're at the exact same intelligent level, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. Not that you do the exact same things, or you like the exact same things, or you think the exact same way, or you talk the exact, like that, um, that for some people, yeah, but mm-hmm. I think that's more rare than we realize. Every decent relationship I've ever seen, whether it's you know sexual, romantic, platonic, just, just people relating to people is how you get to come together as your. you have your individual selves mm-hmm. and what that turns into when you are together, how you share time and space together, how you yeah. talk to one another, um, how you feel f- for the other person's successes and how you feel when th- things have gone wrong for them and how you handle that, like the guy, Who decided to tell his wife she should drop some weight so he would want to fuck her again. (laughs) He's not navigating those differences very well, okay? It's just not. The girl who's afraid to break up with a partner that she doesn't want to be with anymore because she doesn't want to hurt her, is causing herself more problems. You know, it's at her expense to take care of somebody else. But that means that had they been a little bit more compatible on other levels, they probably would have had a really solid relationship
1: because Mm -hmm.
0: being in a good relationship is about caring about the other person. So then in this situation, I would want to know, is that partner who's doing all this academic conversating and making the other person feel inadequate, they're not making them feel anything, but, you know, contributing to that. Are they shutting up long enough to ask questions of their partner and get them talking about what they're interested in? Are they encouraging that? Are they are they saying, you know, no, I've done all the talking. It, you don't wanna talk about what you're working on? That's cool, but I don't want let's talk about something else. Let's talk about what we can do together. Like, is that the yeah. problem? Is this person not giving as much as they're taking? Or is the person who is feeling inadequate, feeling so inadequate that they're not even advocating for themselves, they're not speaking up and going, I have things I'd like to share, or this makes me feel a way, and that's not really like your fault or your problem, but I gotta work on it, I gotta deal with it. Can we talk about something else? And quite frankly, relationships are about the stuff you do together more than the stuff you do apart, as long as the relationship is honest and respectful and all that good stuff. So like, if all they're doing is talking about the air quotes are in this, the smart person's interest. I mean, there's a failing on a lot of levels there. Also, I would be fucking bored. And I say this as somebody who talks all the fucking time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> time has taught me, one, sometimes I do shut up, and two, to ask questions and to focus on our shared stuff. And yeah, we talk about our individual stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we do. Sure. But the focus for us is on what we share together. Right. And so then for us there's no room for it feeling inadequate because I don't know, I'm not saying it very well. I hope the meaning is getting across. Um And Michelle in the, the live chat said mm-hmm. something that this is kind of what I was trying to to get to. Michelle said, a certain person carries on about work because he's excited when he tells me something. I don't understand his job, but I love listening to him get passionate. Reminds me of mm. why I love him so much. Yes, I love it when you're excited. Even if all I hear is, womp, 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 womp. <laughs> <laughs> because what I want is for you to be excited and happy and to like be looking forward yeah. to stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say.
1: Th- same. Okay. yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, mm, I, mm, we don't have any details from this person especially since the post got deleted. There's so many issues it could be. It could be an age thing. It could be a partner who just doesn't know how to shut the fuck up and let somebody else talk. It could just be all the the societal lessons we've gotten about what intelligence means and where intelligence comes from and what, quote, counts as intelligence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, like a lot of things, that's hard to unlearn. was really yeah. hard to unlearn. As, as the former straight A, air quote, gifted kid, <laughs> whatever the fuck that means, <laughs> That badge of honor, if you felt it was a badge of honor for the first 18 to 22 years of your life, turns into hard fucking reality when you get out into like the workforce and nobody fucking cares. And there is no fucking gold star and nobody really gives a shit how great you are at a thing or how well you pick up on a thing, except when you're like me and got into some shitty jobs, and most of us do, they're happy to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So while there are some definite benefits to knowing how to study and to knowing how to excel and to knowing how to work hard, one, that has nothing to do with academic intelligence at all. That's a skill like any other. And two, for those of us who were put up on that pedestal as young people, all you got to drop at certain point in life, you're falling from that pedestal. And I did, mm-hmm. and it was hard. And now, as much as I want my kids to excel at school, because I think they have the potential for it, I don't push for it. I'm like, do well enough that you can continue to pass and you can go to the schools you'd like to and you can uh, earn earn you some scholarships, baby. Let's, let's just get mm-hmm. through that. I don't need you to be the top, the best, the whatever. You know, follow some passions you've got that have nothing to do with uh, academics work hard at shit that matters to you because if you can learn that skill, that's what fucking matters. And that's where I've gone into mom mode, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. So that was all of them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't have a graceful ending. Uh, I realize I've ranted all the way through. I don't know if this was interesting to anybody as was pointed out in the um, live chat. Uh, The answers to most of these non-kinky vanilla relationship posts is communicate. Have you had a conversation? But here's what I'll tell you. As somebody who uh, off and on over time gets plenty of messages from kinksters, the answer is usually the same for them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just because we emphasize communication more in power exchange relationships does not mean everybody follows it, knows it, does it. Or is, has gotten to that point where they can do it. So most problems tend to be, have you had this conversation yet? Um, but uh, as, as was also pointed out, sometimes the answer is, oh, hell, fuck no. <laughs> Get you a divorce mm-hmm. attorney. Uh, move on, whatever. But um, So I don't know if anybody liked this. I enjoyed the rant. Mm. Cause I,
1: I think you had some pent up rants. I you did. know, from taking a week off
0: doing some rants like this first of all i get hot and sweaty i'm like uh i'm gonna need to change my shirt when we're <clears> done <throat> here um, but <laughs> two it's a it's a bit of like cleaning out the pipes you know like i feel a
1: little cathartic
0: yeah mm. yeah yeah words are hard words are hard today um <laughs> so if uh anybody actually enjoyed this and would ever want to see us do this sporadically because i'm not here i'm happy to help non-kinksters, but I'm here for, for kinksters first. If, if you enjoyed it, let us know. Reach out in all the places, socials, email, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if, if nobody says, yeah, I'd like to hear that again, then you will never see this again. <laughs> 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 I can find other shit to rant about, don't worry. Um, but yeah, so yes, the answer in most issues is communicate, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little bit more complicated than that. Mm. And these were kind of fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure.
1: Are we good? No, I don't know. (laughs) I have no
0: idea. That's not for me to decide.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Keep Keep it it kinky, kinky, y'all.
0: And we'll see you next week.
1: Yes, baby girl.
0: Can I talk to the crickets? It's been over a week. I miss them so much. I want to talk well, to the crickets. Well, that's you know, it's been over a Please week, and, and you
1: you have survived without talking to any crickets. You've, As you've what been you've
0: witnessed for the past hour and a half, really what you would call survival. <laughs> this is what happens. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Talk to the crickets.
0: Thank you. <laughs> uh, we were gone, and now we're back. Yes. Uh, we were lumps on the couch. Yeah, I did some stitching, cross stitch. I did some uh, quilting stuff. I did some reading. Uh, I put together a new business idea. You didn't just put it together, it's... I know, I've got supplies going. I'm still not ready to talk about it yet. Okay. People who follow like my not kinky stuff, they know. We'll get there, don't worry. Um. Maybe, I do feel.
1: Maybe Friday night.
0: Maybe Friday night. Well, can I have chips and dip at our Friday night hangout? We went grocery shopping and I forgot all about it, so I didn't plan properly. French onion dip? Mm. Mm. Ruffles? Well, Even if they're the generic or the Wise or whatever? Mm. We'll talk about it. No caffeine though. <laughs> that is the one. No. That is the one lesson no. I learned. No, no. caffeine. No. I uh, I did not sleep well last night because of too much caffeine. Um, I am glad to be back. I'm glad we took the time off. I um came back roaring and ready to go. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna go buy wood from the sawmill this week. Yes. For podcast listeners, it'll be the day before this podcast goes out. But mm-hmm. um, we we're because we're prepping for the holidays even more, your wood buying budget was doubled, which it's a small budget to begin yeah. with. So, I mean, it's not like tons and tons, but we did double it. We were like, mm, no, this this seems like a good time to buy as much wood as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so you will be buying and processing more wood. Yep. Um teaser spoiler however you wanna look at it um by the day this podcast episode goes out on podcast apps we should by then have launched um some new products over at the kinkery Correct. thekinkery.com um that information will go out to our newsletter subscribers first and then like a few days later social media'll get it but um so we've got a new product we're doing that. um what else You've made more paddles. You're making more paddles. Yeah. Um. What? I mean, we haven't done anything else, really, because we took the week off and we were just, right. We just chilled. Mm-hmm. I mean, did did I go through a couple of mental health episodes where I was like, "What even is life?" And <laughs> dealing with anxiety. Yes, yes, I did. Um, but I'm better now. I think. Um, <laughs> so. Someone asked what I read. Um, I am really annoying as a reader because <laughs> I never remember what I've read. I actually started doing Goodreads reviews and started a a Bookstagram account just to try and remember what I read because yeah, it goes in my eyeballs, swirls around my brain, goes out the other eyeball, and it's done. And I then, actually read, and then you're
1: on to the next book.
0: I reread a book. That was about emotional eating, because I'm totally an emotional eater. Uh, Still going to have the chips and dip if somebody says I can. Um, And had read it two or three months ago and forgotten I'd read it. I was halfway through the book and went, this sounds a little familiar. And then I went to my Goodreads page because I was going to add it in as having read it. And I was like, oh, oh." (laughs) I've already read it. (laughs) I read a lot of historical fiction. I like to read paranormal erotica. Um, I like some fantasy and sci-fi, but I'm kind of picky about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I've read a couple of memoirs and And when I want to learn stuff, I read self-help. But yeah, I don't ever remember what I read. Um, Mm -hmm. Even books I really, really like. Like the, there are a few books I like know that I've read, but I don't usually, couldn't. Couldn't list them for you, <laughs> unless they're like some of my favorite authors. Apparently Diana Gabaldon is coming out with uh, a new book or has come out with a new book. My mom emailed me and I was like, well, actually I no longer have the whole series, the Outlander series. Uh, I got those books when I was like 12 or 13. I was like, I no longer have that series. I'm hoping to collect it. And she goes, oh, good to know. Cause gift <laughs> ideas. I was like, buy me books. Um, that's one I know that I've read multiple times. Um, so, yeah. Uh, um, somebody asked if I could link my Goodreads. It's goodreads.com slash Kayla Lords. <laughs> 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 I try to be pretty consistent. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, just search my name and I'll, I'll come up. Um, what else? What else you got? we i think we said it during the the butt rub portion for youtube we are in season 6 of lucifer
1: yes halfway through season 6 of lucifer mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. in enjoying it yes for its uh deviance from the series so to speak
0: a little bit, yeah. a little
1: bit. It, it, well,
0: we survived season three, which was twenty six episodes yeah. of what the fuck is happening? Here. Right, right. This is dragging on, and then season yeah. four was really good, uh-huh. and then season five was really good. Yeah, and season six is different mm-hmm. a little bit, but it's still it's like, still good. Good, I'm yeah. loving it. No spoilers, don't worry. No, have no, not no, seen no, no, Lucifer. no, Seeing Lucifer, we will not ruin it for you. It's super good. Go watch it. Yep. Um.
1: Um. Me, I mean, I haven't been doing a lot. I, like I said, I've been, you know, especially last week, I just kind of vegged completely. Mm-hmm. And um, <coughs> excuse me, I'm I'm a little bit in a holding pattern. Um, we have experienced just a taste, just a taste of of fall weather for Florida.
0: It's delightful.
1: Yeah. And um, I'm I'm ready to get some real nice weather here and and get out on the bike for some long rides. Um, we are mid September mm-hmm. at the moment, and I noticed some love bugs. I did too. I was like, oh, um, being mm-hmm. out and about. Um, don't like riding in love bug season.
0: I mean, you yeah, know.
1: Yeah, no. No. Um, now, thankfully, the. Um, Fall swarms are not as bad as generally not as bad as the spring.
0: Yeah, yeah, because love bugs is May and September. Yeah. Yeah. May is bad. May May is, May so is bad.
1: bad. Um, you know, so hopefully it 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 comes and goes quick, like it has historically done for me, or for here. Just for you, just, yes. Yeah. The love just, bugs. Just do for it me. Just for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But um. <laughs> You know, yeah, hope hopefully they 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 stick to their uh, past patterns and and they come and go quickly this fall, and uh, we we get some decent weather because i I am am ready to uh, get out and do some serious riding on the bikes and uh, enjoy that.
0: I'm just ready for the humidity to go down, which is what's actually been happening. The temperatures right. have been fine, it's still upper 80s. that's not too bad, mm-hmm. but the humidity has gone down, so it's like almost pleasant. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. So yeah, we only had to have the fan on a little bit mm-hmm. for this week's episode. So yes, if you heard the hum, we know it's so we don't melt. So, yeah, I'm, here. The 11 year old officially became the 12 year old and got yeah. his first COVID shot. We mm-hmm. were there in the health department, so we have pharmacies all over town that'll do the COVID shots. But they never seem to have available. They didn't have available appointments, and would not like let me make appointments in advance before his birthday. So the yeah. best way on his twelfth birthday to go get him his shot was to go to the health department. Health department opens for COVID vaccines at eight a.m. We were there at eight ten. And we were the second people. Yep. <laughs> and I'm just I mean, I looked like a parent who was like proudly dropping her child off at some like big like new school, college, whatever. Like I'm beaming. I'm like, look <laughs> at this lady Pokey in the arm with a needle. Happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> it was great. Yep. It was yep. great. Um He was happy because I let him stay home just in case he had a reaction. I didn't expect him to, but you never know. And it was his birthday, so why the fuck not? And also he got Dunkin' Donuts that morning, so life was not bad. Uh, So he was mostly happy. Um, And his next shot will be October 1st. We'll rinse and repeat. He can Mm -hmm. stay home, he can have Dunkin' Donuts. He loves a a good donut, Uh, um, whatever, (laughs) it's fine. Um, And so, yeah, I don't don't feel this, maybe it's because I'm waiting for his second shot. When I got my very first shot, this, I think many people will relate, the general malaise I was feeling, like you don't even know it's there because it starts to become normal. You just know you're like, oh. For me, that lifted a lot when I got the first shot. Wasn't even fully vaccinated, Mm -hmm. wasn't gonna fully go out into the world, still don't fully go out into the world because I prefer not to anyway. But something about that, there was a mental click for me and I just, everything lifted like I made the day I got my shot I spent three hours making phone calls I had put off for about a year that's how lifted hmm. I felt I did not have that same lift with him when he got his first shot I I don't know if hmm. I don't know if I'll get that feeling when he gets his second shot I don't know if it's because there wasn't a general malaise yeah. over that like I had not that I'd gotten used to the worry but maybe we've navigated things in such a way that maybe I don't worry as much as I once did. I don't know. But I kind of thought I'd feel this huge sense of relief and I'm just happy. <laughs> I mean, I was just waiting for October 1st and I'd be even happier. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm just glad it's happening. But yeah, yeah. So that happened. Um, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah we had not done enough. <laughs> Plus we have to hang out on Friday and if, I, if we say everything here. I mean, we'll find something to say on Friday, no matter what, but you know, you know. Um, Maybe we'll do a show and tell Mm -hmm. on the new product. Yeah. Friday night, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: Um, yeah.
0: But I think, um, I think that's enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's all I got. Like I ran out of words too. I used them all up in the rants and I don't even think I used good words then.
1: I don't know,
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm running on empty now. Even yeah. the words are gone. Um, but yeah, we'll be uh, here on YouTube uh, live Friday, September 17th, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. If you are a newsletter subscriber, that link will be in the newsletter. If you are a podcast listener, it will. the link will be in the show notes. If you are a subscriber to uh, us on YouTube, maybe, Maybe YouTube will actually let you know when we go live. Who the fuck? Knows? <laughs> uh, that's all I got. That's mm. it, right? That's mm-hmm. enough. That's, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, we. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. We will talk to y'all on Friday if yep. you join us uh, for the live stream, and otherwise we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. We love you guys.
1: Bye. Bye.